It is that time of week again. We are doing our worst. I'm your host, Michael Liptak, with Adriana Liptak. Today we're going to be discussing a little bit about social anxiety and why we're here, why me and Adriana are here for this podcast. And I think that would be the best way to get into our show to start is why we decided to start this podcast. Adriana, what for you made you want to start this podcast? Well, I feel like me and you have had some really good conversations, some really interesting conversations. And I feel like, you know, it'd be kind of interesting to share it with our friends and our family and and people out there that may have, you know, the similar views as us or different views as us. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of almost like an experiment, you know, for us where it's like we're we're not used to me and you are very private. We're not used to putting ourselves out there. And so I think this is kind of an experiment for us to do that and see what happens, really. What about you? Like, why why did you agree to do this podcast with me? Well, I guess that'd be pretty crazy to agree to work with my wife, right? <laughs> Kidding. But in all honesty is because, you know, you started talking about a little bit about being able to have certain conversations and being able to give up ourselves our voices. And I think one of the things that is really missing out, you know, in the public universe is people with voices that are, I think, level-headed. They're not necessarily being paid by a certain person, so they have to think a certain way or uh, feel a certain way about certain topics just because you're getting paid by left or right-wing a media company that obviously hopes you feel, you know, certain ways about certain things. And I think because as another reason, as you mentioned, is we want to, I think, break out of our shell in the sense of letting some of our thoughts out there because me and you, we both are private people. And at the same time too, I think one of those reasons that we are so private is because we, I think we sometimes struggle with having conversations, whether with friends, family, because, you know, we're, I think, just so quiet. And one of the things that we're going to then talk about a little bit more here shortly is social anxiety. And I think being able to have these conversations and being able to put ourselves in the open will not just help us, but I think it will help a lot of people out there that do struggle with trying to put themselves out there because they're afraid of what someone might think, what other people in their family or friend group are going to think. And this is going to be an opportunity for our family to see maybe different perspectives that we have that maybe they didn't know because we're, you know, we're kind of, we're in our own shell and we're, you know, we're given this opportunity to break out of our shell. One thing that we really want to discuss within this podcast is talking about social anxiety this issue came up during the week for uh, Adriana and we thought it would be a good issue for us to talk about because it's something that I struggle with and she struggles with. And I think it's a very common thing that uh, younger individuals deal with in today's current climate, just because how things have shifted between digital and communicating in different ways. So it's different when you're in person. And so Adriana, talk about a little bit how you know the social anxiety thing came up this week and and for you in general how is how has social anxiety affected you 
Yeah, so it's it was interesting this week. I had a little work event, work situation, work um, goodbye party for a coworker, or at least they're moving positions. Whatever. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm I I struggle with you know obviously social anxiety, but like especially like at work functions, it's like oh god, you know you don't want to look like a fool in front of the people you work with, you know. I guess it's always like a, a weird fear of mine for whatever reason. So yeah. Um, and for me, the simplest solution is, oh, how about I just drink or have a drink before or whatever, you know? And so <laughs> before I left, before I left the house, I um, opened up our tequila bottle that we have from our wedding. Yeah, it's been sitting there. Took a shot. And I was like, okay, well, you know, hopefully this will help me feel a little loose, you know, at least a little not so uptight and so, so um, anxious, I guess, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it, it helped. It always helps. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunately, unfortunately, it's like the go-to thing for me and my family. It, it's, it's been the norm, you know, I think a lot of people in my family struggle with anxiety. So, and I think the way we've always dealt with it is, oh, we'll just take some alcohol. Where's the shots? You know, so, yeah, it's, um, I think I've dealt with it in, 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 um, on, on and off throughout my life. Growing up, I was just a very shy individual, you know, like a little mouse, never really spoke that much. But as I got older, I kind of, you know, I figured out with some people I'm able to open up with and other people like they just can't. It's just, you know, been how I operate. Um, but yeah, I think this podcast, that's part of like my goal. And I think your goal as well, babe, to kind of help us get out of our shell a little bit and put ourselves out there and, you know, and, and see what happens and, and not necessarily, not even care what, positive or negative comes at us with it you know it's just we just want to be open and kind of just put our ideas and thoughts and feelings out there for everybody and you know quick question for you too how did you feel take you know the viewers and listeners a little bit into after we filmed our first podcast how did you feel because i know you were feeling a little anxious and a little weary about actually oh, publishing God. it and then sharing it with family. Why do you think, you know, you were having those feelings at first? Yeah, that was so scary when you posted the very first video. That was so scary for me. <laughs> um, again, it's it's that social anxiety where it's like, oh, damn, like, you know, I, I'm going to look like an idiot. I'm going to look like a fool and, and my family and people out there are going to see it it's, it was scary for me. It was very nerve wracking. I was not expecting that. I obviously I know, and you know, I have, you know, my anxieties or whatever, but I was not expecting to feel that way after you posting. And I think, yeah, it was, it, I don't feel that way anymore, at least not haven't since then. But yeah, that was a pretty intense, you know, night when you posted it. 
And yeah. it's an interesting thing for you know me to uh, be talking about social anxiety because a little bit about my background. When I, I went to school, for, you know, college for mass communications, I ended up on the school's radio station, Rev 89. I did play-by-play, -play, hosted various different shows on air. Yet when I get into certain situations, I'm quiet. And I have that social anxiety where I just don't necessarily want to speak. And I think one of the things that uh, I struggle with is that confidence level when speaking in certain groups because if you're you know whether you're in certain groups at work you're at social gatherings whether with friends family whatever it might be i i i don't feel like i'm the smartest person in the room even though you know i think i'm not you know a dumb person but at the same time i think when i have that confidence issue where i'm like huh, maybe i'm not you know very informed or smart on a certain subject and so i don't really talk and i think one of those things that has really uh grown with me is i think as i've gotten older i think that confidence has you know grown a little bit but i still struggle with i think just that little small talk when you're with people talking you know new people talking and and it's an, it's an interesting thing because uh, you know, another career path that kind of dwindled in for a little bit was I went into teaching. So I was up in front of a classroom, 25, you know, wonderful students that, you know, different personalities and uh, whatnot. And yet I was able to do that. And that was more comfortable for me than having to go up to somebody and just start a conversation. And so I thought it was interesting or it's interesting how certain situations I'm perfectly fine. But then in social settings, something is different about me. And I think, you know, I think a big part of it is kind of that small talk where it says, okay, you can only talk so much about the weather and, you know, so whatnot. And it's just, so then where do you go from there? And I think as I've gotten older a little bit, I've been more comfortable with it's okay not to talk all the time in certain groups or certain settings. And so I think that's helped me a lot in, you know, these situations. And, but with this podcast, I think having this, you know, open forum for us where, you know, especially our family are going to see a, a different point of view that maybe they haven't seen before. And even with family, when we're in sometimes in family settings, I if we're just discussing stuff or if I get one-on-one -on -one with family, it, I just don't know what to talk about sometimes. And I think it's an interesting thing that I think a lot of people deal with because we're all human and we all have to deal with communicating and communicating is such a big thing just to be successful in life and just be within life because you don't communicate with people you're going to be by yourself and so i think the social component is very uh it's an interesting thing because when i'm in a certain setting if you know you're talking to me you would never know that because i think you know, I do have different experiences and knowledge on a lot of stuff. Maybe again, I'm not the smartest person about everything, but I bring an interesting 
uh, background where I do have, you know, quite a bit of knowledge and things, but it's still having that confidence. And, you know, but Adriana, for you, do you think it's a confidence thing for you when you're around friends and family? Um, It could be. I think, though, I can relate to the fact that, like, I am not good at small talk. I've The weather, <laughs> your weekend, like, I am not good at small talk. And I feel like that's where I usually get stumped. Where it's like, well, how do you start a conversation? You know, and and yeah, I I relate to that a lot because I can I can I'm good at deep conversations. I'm good at interesting conversations. I, I love those, you know. But it's that small talk where you're initially getting to know people. Where it's like, what the fuck do you say? You know, I don't I don't know. I never know. <laughs> it's you know. I try, you know, I try the weather. I do, I, and that's the thing. I want to talk to people. I just don't know how to. So it's like, I, I don't, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. So that, that's, that's kind of where I am. And I would say, yeah, it, it is a little bit of confidence because, you know, confident people know what to say, or at least that's what it seems like, you know, Um and yeah. I, I think a big part of it actually goes back to we mentioned it both briefly earlier is we're both, I think, pretty private about ourselves. And uh, anytime that I've been at work, I've always kind of had that mentality or just always kind of thought, man, you go to work, you get your shit done, you, you know, you can mingle, talk and whatnot. And then afterwards, it's, you know, you go home. And so I think for me, it's, I think that plays a role in to what I want to communicate with uh, people, because again, it's want to keep you know, my privacy, want to, I think at certain times, not necessarily gain close relationships. And I don't know why mm -hmm. that sometimes, you know, I think maybe it's just personality thing where I don't necessarily, you know, need a lot of people in my life to satisfy me. So <clears throat> when I'm, you know, in certain situations, it's just like, I'm not trying to build a relationship with people, but then, you know, you reverse it and you actually go back then to say like family where it's just, it obviously it's your family. You, you know, obviously I want a relationship with my family, but at the same time too, it's, I don't, I, I think it's because, the thing that really used to get to me when I was growing up was, you know, I grew up with three sisters, only boy. So having that component of you know, three older sisters, by the way, loving sisters, love you guys, <laughs> wink. Of course, I love you guys. But anytime I was doing something and be, what are you doing? And just like, well, you ask me what I'm doing. I don't ask what you're doing. Leave me alone. And so, and then as you know, keep getting older, maybe I would dress a certain way or whatever, trying to dress a little nice. I might get the question from one of them, why are you dressed up? Like, why does it fucking matter? I'm dressed up, <laughs> you know? And so I think, and maybe it's being an only boy where I didn't have to answer to uh, another sibling growing up because I think, you know, when you're an only boy, you don't necessarily have to share have to talk with you know an older brother younger brother like you would if you know you have three sisters or you, you're your sister i mean 
how's it for you with your siblings? Is do you think how you were brought up surrounded by siblings kind of contribute to that at all? I would say you brought up an interesting uh, point with, you know, your siblings kind of questioning you and because um, I, I think I, I dealt with the same and I think we did it to each other where like we were very judgmental with each other where we, you know, call each other names and, oh, that shirt looks stupid or, you know, we were very judgmental with each other. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me if that is something that contributed to me being a little uh self-conscious you know um and, and not and not saying it's only been them it's probably multiple things that's ha that's gone on in my life growing up that's contributed to me having social anxiety um yeah but i i think siblings tend to be harsh with each other you know i i <laughs> yeah so yeah i mean i think you brought up a good point though and Another kind of point, I remember when I was in, I think, elementary school, I was probably third, fourth grade, my sisters would give me shit because I'm not matching. Because, you know, when you're an older sibling and you're in middle school, you're trying to match and look, you know, all stylish and whatnot. Yet, every day I just, I'd be in sweats, whether they're red and have a green t-shirt, I, I wouldn't give a shit. No. I'm matched or not. And I probably I, do shit for that too, babe. Just saying. <laughs> and, but then you start seeing how people dress now, whether they're in middle school, high school, and especially when people get older. I mean, you see people freaking wearing their pajamas at three o'clock in the afternoon at Walmart. But for me, I, I always just wanted to dress how I was comfortable. I didn't give a crap how others were dressed. And so I think maybe every time, you know, getting little comments like that, I think it kind of in some weird way stuck with me. So every time like I'd be doing something, it'd just be like, I hope I don't get a comment from my fucking sister. <laughs> like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to, you know, be me. And so I think maybe like little things like that contribute a little bit to uh, maybe like a self-consciousness, even though, you know, some of the, things they were saying weren't necessarily bad it's just then i'm a very self-aware person if i hear something it's going to stick with me almost forever it's something that i always think about and granted it has no effect on me but i remember things it's you know one of the i think you know best attributes about myself is i remember a lot of things and i remember certain little details that maybe others wouldn't remember and so when I hear things, I really analyze them. And even as an adult, I analyze everything. And that's what I think probably makes my social anxiety even worse is because I analyze how everything's going to happen or I try to prepare myself. Oh, this conversation can go like X, Y, Z, and it's going to go just like this. And then, of course, it doesn't happen like that. And so then I'm sitting there analyzing literally everything inside you know my brain and so I, I think that plays such a big role because when your brain is constantly always moving like always thinking trying to do something i think that plays a, a really big role in how your obviously your anxiety is but how you're thinking 
do you do you feel like you mainly remember like the negative things that have happened to you i wouldn't necessarily say the negative but i think you know i try to have kind of that michael jordan mindset where if people say to me i i, I do take shit and i you know i don't necessarily write it down but it gets put back in the you know memory bank mm -hmm. and i hold on to receipts you know it, i'm not you, you know i think i've gotten better where maybe i don't necessarily want to you know rub people's nose into stuff but i take receipts and so you know people doubt me you know currently trying to get into a different career field where i go through job interviews and maybe i don't necessarily land them i'm i'm taking names you know i i'm one that i take things personal and maybe I, I i don't necessarily take it to you know point where it i think is unhealthy but i re, you know use those things as motivation i use them as ways to get better and then i think about man how can i fucking rub this in their face you know eventually and man and a lot of times we know we don't necessarily always do that but in our head we're doing it we're celebrating certain things and thinking about certain people that doubted you but i think with the social anxiety component um i think it's just continuing to grow and to mature because once you start maturing life slows down a lot compared to when you're younger you're put in different situations that you haven't been in before once you start maturing you've been in more situations where it's like yeah i've been there before i know how to handle certain things and it it makes yeah. things a lot easier it's just i think you know when you're you know younger individual you're you know growing up you're experiencing new things that you haven't experienced before it it's different when you're trying to manage those feelings when you're in a new situation when you're in new just setting whether it's starting a new job starting schools starting you know sometimes even just going to the gym because your social anxiety because you're just you know worried about odd shit that you shouldn't be worried about been there yes i've been there there's been times where i'd go drive to the gym tell myself i'm gonna go in i'm gonna go in get to the gym get to the parking lot then it's like oh your little anxiety kicks in it's like oh wait well you know i could go do laundry or i could go do this go you know and i don't go in so yeah I, i've been there been there done that and yeah I, I would agree as you as i've gotten older i've realized that you know it's not healthy to allow your anxiety to dictate what you do with your life and so back to why we're doing this podcast that's a major thing where it's like i wouldn't this is everything again this is going against everything my anxiety tells me to do you know putting myself out there putting my thoughts out there putting my points of views out there that's everything my anxiety does not want me to do so yeah i feel like you know it's it's time that both of us, you know, not allow our anxiety to dictate what we do and how we want to live our life. And, and that's the interesting is how interesting thing 
is how whether just anxiety in general along with social anxiety but how it can control your your life i mean it's such a if you don't know how to cope with certain feelings it could be something that can literally control you if you're not used to being in certain situations knowing how to handle those feelings and understanding like okay i gotta do this because you know there's this certain times where you know you, you gotta suck it up and if you don't then you might be missing an opportunity that's the truth right there you know and and how have you managed to you know work through your anxieties and well, uh, before that before that i want to ask did you recently realize that you had anxiety just because like i know our conversations and you know it's not necessarily i just realized you know yesterday that mm -hmm. having social anxiety i think it's always been something that i've been aware of because again i'm a pretty uh i'm a person that's aware of everything that's happening i am listening i i am doing everything i'm one of those people when i'm in a setting i'm paying attention to literally everything and everyone i'm one of those individuals that just sits there and tries to process everything and i think going back to a little bit before where i said i try to you know rehearse stuff in my head because it's like okay i'm going to be in this situation and this is how i'm supposed to you know handle myself and but I think again, the biggest thing is growing, and uh, I I guess the thing that I really think I've uh, done well with recently, and I think once I kind of got to college, was not letting my fear or anxiety get in the way of some of the things that I want to accomplish. Because you know, the very first time that I had to do play by play on Rev eighty nine, did Pigskin Classic. I did it all by myself and then there was no commercials in between i was literally on the air for three to four hours just sitting there blabbing talking and if you were in class with me whether in high school or you know saw me in uh any of my college classes you'd be like man how's that person talk so much when in class they don't say a damn word and so I, <laughs> So for me, it's, I think, finding the things that are important to me and understand, like, okay, if I want to, you know, potentially do play-by-play -play for the NBA or whatever my dreams were in the day, like, just going to have to suck it up and do this shit. And I think that's kind of been my mentality growing up now, getting into my 30s. I mean, fuck, I'm already 30. It's a crazy thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that... I've I've learned to have a better fuck it mindset where it says give it my best and if that's not you know doesn't get it right away like it's okay and you know you can live with it if you give your best I can live with it since I'm trying my hardest and I think a lot of people if they just understand that you give it your all you find things that are important to you for doing things that it'll make it all worth it. I love the fuck it mindset. That's 
always how we should be is fuck it. Um, but I, and I, like, I think though, with doing this podcast, it has to be a fuck it mindset because yes, if you don't, then say if we're talking about whether it's a political issue or whatever it might be, and you have we have a beautiful troll comment on something where it, then it tries to yeah. affect our, our mindset or our opinion. It's like can't dwell on it. I mean, this is just our point of view. You can't net I mean, we're open. And that's the thing about this podcast. We're open to listening and we're open to changing our mind. We're never gonna say we're a hundred percent correct about something. If you wanna you know, have a civil conversation about something. We're always open, and exactly. I think, I think that's what's extremely important. Yeah, and I would say your fuck it mindset and mine as well. I, I, I'm the same way. Where it's like I'm pretty shy, but I know there's something in me that always reminds me that just because you're freaking shy or you have so much anxiety, if there's something you really, 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 really want, go for it because life is too short to miss out on opportunities or you know experiences and i think that's a testament to just us being together because we both took a chance on something you know and <laughs> uh, we met on the dating website guys yes i know um we both took a chance on something that you know as we've talked about before i was completely against dating online dating i was a, i would make fun of people for dating online and then i got to a point in my life where i wasn't meeting quality people and i was like you know what fuck it let me just take a chance on one of these dumb apps and see what happens and, and you she know found this dumbass um, sexy dumbass sexy dumbass so <laughs> um you know and so i think that's a testament to who we are as people and, and where we are in life. Again, we're not doing our best, you know, we're not doing our best over here, you know, but it's like, it's a testament. But we're trying our best. Yes. We're, we're trying our best. We're not doing our best, but we're trying our best. And that's a testament to who we are as people, you know? So I, I will always stick with the fuck it mindsets. And I think what, what, and going back to the very, very beginning, about the work function that you went to and mm -hmm. you always think that something's going to be worse than it is and yeah. then when i ask you when you come back i ask you how it was and what did you say it was fun it was fine <laughs> um yeah that's the thing about you know anxiety is that it'll tell you it'll set you up for the worst case scenario you know, and, and a lot of times it's not that bad. A lot of times it's just your brain, it's weird way of trying to keep you safe in a weird way, you know, but a lot of times it doesn't end up as bad as you think it's gonna end up. And and when you take chances, not saying every time it's gonna be a good time, but when you take chances, a lot of times it's not that bad or it's not as, scary as you think it is and and you know and it's like that's how i live life you know so you just got to take chances on things and and hope it turns out okay and this is where i'm gonna do one of my first adriana impressions because adriana knows this anytime that 
she says something. I kind of have an impression of Adriana. Let's hear it. Because, well, because when you're married to someone and you've been around someone for so long that you can almost essentially read or say what they're going to say, right? So I, I almost, I draw it up in my head. I always, okay, Adrian, how was it? She's going to say, it was actually not bad. <laughs> and th that's the interesting thing about, you know, say for her with her social anxiety, where, you know, you go to certain functions, you go and actually, you know, be there and you're, you relax eventually after a drink and a beer or whatever. And, <laughs> and, and you just see that, Okay, this is like any other function, you, whether you're with friends, family, or colleagues. And granted, maybe you don't necessarily know everybody where you are, you know, chit chat and want to talk with everybody, but you just see, like, oh, you know, this really isn't that bad. And I think it's just, you know, again, growing, being put in certain situations where you, you know, you get put in enough situations enough times. You know, sure, you're not always going to love going to work functions, but you're not going to have that same feeling where it's like, shit, how, how do I do this? And and I think that's the thing that I really admire about my lovely wife is anytime that she does have that feeling of anxiety, she usually goes and she puts up with it. And when it's important enough to her, she doesn't go that she does go and do it and that's something that i really admire about my beautiful wife oh that's sweet yeah you know um that's that's yeah anxiety is a bitch but that's one thing i don't want to live my life i don't want to get old and be like damn i should have did this this and this or i could have done this this and this but my anxiety prevented like that's not how i want to live my life and I don't think that's how you want to live your life, you know, and, and so we're just trying to figure it out and, you know, get better one day at a time and, and just try to be better individuals every day. And so, you know, I, I think we're, we're getting there. And we want to hear from you too, whether you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it might be, we want to hear from you. How do you handle your social anxiety? How do you handle preparing yourself when you go to social situations? And what are some techniques and things that you do to calm yourself in those situations to make it better? We want to hear from you. So make sure that you do join the conversation on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, and leave comments because we want to have those conversations, not with just each other, me and Adrian. We want to hear from you. Because that's the that's the big reason, too, we want to do this podcast is because we want to have conversations about things where then we learn from each other because that's the best learning tool in life is learning from sometimes just random people on the Internet. You know, we're for some people that don't know us and come across this video, we're just random people. And but at the same time, too, maybe you learn something from hearing the conversation from me and Adriana. and at the same time too we can learn from you and that's why we we're doing this podcast because we want to learn from each other and try to get better we and that's our motto we want to get better and become better people every single day yeah i i would love to know who else has social anxiety because i feel like i never meet people 
have the same struggles I do. So I, I'd love to know who else struggles with social anxiety and, and like, tell us your story. Tell us how you deal with it and how, you know, if, if you're still in the midst of, you know, your anxiety and, and, or if you're, or if you feel like you've outgrown it, like, I'd love to hear your stories about it. And yeah, that's, you know, and that's another, as you said, babe, like, that's why we made this podcast. We want to like get out there more and be out there and talk to people and, you know, because I feel like a lot of people have things in common. It's just, you know, I guess politically, people don't have a lot of conversations because, oh, it's about politics and it's about, you know, it's about, oh, you're red and you're blue and you're independent and you're this and that. It's like, no, if there's a lot of common ground within people, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, whatever you are, libertarian, doesn't matter. Like there's a lot of common ground for a lot of people. And, and you know, most people want the same things for their life. They just want to live life, have a decent paying job and, you know, be happy. Most people want that. And like, there's a lot of common ground and I'd love to hear, you know, your guys' experiences and, you know, with, whether it's social anxiety or, you know, and yeah. That's all we have this week on doing our worst. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and be sure to subscribe, like us, follow us, and be sure to keep tuning in to doing our worst.